We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now see, science is not against the Bible, and the Bible is not against true science. And it's time that we as Christians began to realize that, hey, there may be something we don't know about this. And I'll be the first to tell you, I don't know it all. (laughs) I'm not proclaiming that I know everything there is to know about this, but I'm going to proclaim to you the things that I do know about it, the things the Bible says about it. And you see, some of our creation theories and our so-called science creation theories is just as wrong. Some of it is just as wrong as the evolution theory because we've tended to say, well, the Bible says the earth is only 6,000 years old. Well, the Bible did not say that. And I'll tell you, it helped me when I found out that the Bible did have more to say about it. Now, some of the differences between the flood, I've got them listed here. I want you to listen to them. The earth was made empty in Genesis 1-2, and Jeremiah 4-23 tells us that. But it was not made empty in Genesis 6-18, where Noah's flood was. The earth was not empty. See, the comparison we're making to prove to you from the Scripture that there was more than one flood. Then the earth was totally dark in Genesis 1-2 and Jeremiah 4-23. But the earth was not totally dark in Genesis, the flood that was of Noah. You remember God said to Noah, in fact, it's in the 8th chapter, verse 6, it says, It came to pass at the end of 40 days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. Well, God told him to put windows in the ark. Now, if it had been totally dark, then there would have been no need for windows in the ark. Now, as you begin to look at these things and begin to formulate it in your mind and keep track of the scriptures that we've talked about, it begins to fall in place that God sent judgment upon the earth that was. Not the earth that now is. The earth that now is is reserved unto fire against the day of judgment. God's judgment day against the old world that was ruled by angels was it was destroyed by a catastrophic event plus a flood. I don't know what all was involved in that, but we know that the earth just turned inside out. And you find animals and people that were buried hundreds and thousands of feet in the earth. The whole cosmos, what the Bible calls cosmos or the world social order, was destroyed. It was wiped out, done away with. Nothing exists that was in that world. And I've mentioned this before, but I believe it bears mentioning again. That's the reason they're still looking for the link, the missing link between man and what they call the ape man. Well, thank God we didn't come from apes. You see, some things sometimes makes you wonder, but according to the Bible, we didn't. The creation came by the way the Bible said it. And we need to look at it, and we need to go by what God's Word said. Now, see, sometimes we take our own thoughts, our own theories, and our own ideas. But when we look at what the Bible says, it brings these things clear in our mind. Now, All vegetation was destroyed in the flood of Genesis 1-2. It was all destroyed. There was no trees. Vegetation was not destroyed in Genesis 8-11 because, you know, 
you read the story of the flood, how Noah opened the ark and he let out a bird. The bird flew and came back, the dove. And then later he let out another one and it didn't come back. One came back with an olive leaf. One didn't come back at all. So that proves to us that the vegetation did not disappear from the earth. God did not have to create trees. Now, if you look at Genesis 1 and you see what God said, in fact, I think it'd be good for us to do that. Let's go back to Genesis 1 and read what God said concerning the recreation there. In verse 11, it says, God said, let the earth bring forth grass, herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. The seed of that tree was in itself. The tree produced a seed that would produce another tree. And the earth brought forth herbs, grass, and yielded seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. Now what he's saying is that God used this as perpetual generation for these trees. The tree produces a seed, and the seed produces a tree, and the tree produces another seed that produces another tree. Now see, this was without sin being involved, and it would have produced a perfect tree, a perfect apple, a perfect fruit continually throughout eternity without sin being involved. But the thing I want to point out to you is the fact that this was for a perpetual thing in the earth. The trees produce and reproduce. Now, in this flood of Genesis 1-2, all things were annihilated. God had to make these trees or create them or cause them to grow, however he did it, spoke it into existence with his words, by faith-filled words. He spoke these things into existence. But now you notice when Noah came out of the ark, it does not say a thing about God causing the trees to grow or planting the trees or creating the trees, the trees were already there. So what we need to realize is the fact that God is explaining some things to us in the Word of God. Now, it's not in there on every page, and that's why a lot of us have missed it. I've missed it for years and thought, well, you know, the earth is only 6,000 years old. Well, I'm willing to admit I was wrong because I can see it in the Scriptures. God's Word is very explicit on this thing, and I think sometimes if we'd spend more time, in fact, I know if we'd spend more time in the Word of God, begin to be diligent with our studies of God's Word, we'd find out more and more about what God said about these things. Because, you see, the Word divides truth from theory. Now, the waters were taken off of the earth. Now, I know we've covered this, but I want to say it again because I want you to see the difference The first flood, the flood of Genesis 1-2, the Bible said, at the rebuke of God, they vanished away. It was a supernatural thing that caused it to leave the earth. It was not a natural thing at all. It was supernatural. But you see, in the waters that covered the earth in Noah's flood, they abated off of the earth. Genesis 8, 1-14 gives you the account of that. In fact, it says they continually abated. Now, it came by evaporation. Evaporation caused the waters to recede from the earth through evaporation, through soaking into the earth. And I don't know, maybe God opened up the fountains of the deep to receive the water back. But in any event, it took months for it to abate. 
Because you remember, when Noah opened the window of the ark and let out the bird, then it was a long time before that the ark settled on Mount Arad. So what we need to realize is the fact that these things that happened in the Bible is very accurately recorded is what God has given us to give us insight into these things that the Bible doesn't really say a whole lot about, but it says enough about it to get us into a position to understand what God's saying to us and that we shouldn't be opposing the things that science has come out with and found out that, well, you know, these rocks are so old or these bones or this skeleton is so old. I don't doubt it in the least because, you see, the Bible and science is not against each other, true science. Now, if you come on down, you'll find out that in the flood of Genesis 1-2, all fish were totally destroyed. See, it included all life. Every fish, everything, even the things that was in the sea was destroyed. Now, you know, I never thought of that. But when you go back to Genesis 1 and see the account that God caused the fish to multiply and to fill the sea. Now, what we have to understand is that God is sharing with us. The thing that happened here is for us to understand and to know and to realize that God himself is revealing the word of God concerning creation. Now, I want us to take a look at what it says, verse 22 of Genesis, the first chapter. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the waters of the sea, and let the fowls multiply in the earth. Now, what's he saying here? He's saying, fill the waters of the sea, the fish. Now, let's back up and read the 21st verse. God created great whales, every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly. God created these things. Did you see that? See, the first flood and the first catastrophic event that took place destroyed all life, including the fish in the waters. Now, in Noah's flood, you notice that God did not come back and have to create more fish. The fish survived Noah's flood. Now, you know, actually, you could say it this way, to a fish, he is in a good position with the flood. I mean, he could roam the whole earth, even the mountain peaks. And to the fish, that was great. But in the first flood, it was not great. Now, these are some things that as you look at it, you can understand fully that God intended for the earth to be renovated, nothing to be left like it was in the first flood. But in the second flood, God left the earth like it was. He left it exactly like it was, with the exception of removing some people from it, removing some animals, but he left enough of the animals, enough of the people, and all of the vegetation to where it would continue as it was. God bless you. I appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Now, our CD offer this week is CD offer number 7225. It's two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. The world that was is the title of it. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. What do you mean the world that was? Well, in Second Peter chapter 3, Peter is talking about, For this they are willingly ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, the earth standing out of the water and in the water, 
whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. Which world? The world that was standing out of the water and in the water. In other words, it was covered with water in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. But you read down to verse 9, God called dry land earth. So it was not covered with water when God created, but this is telling you that there was something happened to the earth, the world that then was, being overflowed with water perished. That gives you the end of that earth, as they knew it in that day, as ruled over by angels, and then God reaped created the earth or gave it a facelift about 6,000 years ago. And he said, let us make man in our image and our likeness. Let them have dominion. So this is what we're dealing with here. It says, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. Now, the world that then was is not the world that now is. Or they wouldn't have called it the world that then was. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved in the fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. One day is with the Lord a thousand years, a thousand years is a day. So we go into great detail into the fact that the world in Genesis 1, 1, that was created was totally destroyed. None of that civilization exists today, but the earth was given a facelift about 6,000 years ago. And thank God wicked angels don't rule over the earth today. That's offer number 7225. It's two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Camps Ministries and our listeners in this area.